exciting news. Yes. It is launch week around these parts. So our Wayman Unlimited onboarding coaching program is now open for enrollment. If you are a digital creator who's looking to add more predictability, more profit, and more peace into your business, our Wayman Unlimited program is here to help you. Through our monthly onboarding coaching sessions, we'll remove the overwhelm of growing your business and give you specific marketing tactics to focus on each month so you can grow, but at a sustainable pace. Because we're all steady, about... Steady. Slow growth around here. We take a slow and steady approach to running a calm business so you can reach your business goals without sacrificing your well-being. By the way, also included in Wayman Unlimited is a lifetime account to our core software, Tea Tree, which is the most customizable and brandable course platform on the market. You also get access to a member favorite group accountability system we call Wayme of Stones. That's Please right. don't sue us, Game of Thrones. <laughs> where we blend fun and action taking together in our weekly Wayme Slack community through doing some accountability and sharing our goals, getting our tasks done every single week. That's right. If you are interested in joining Wayman Unlimited, head to wanderingaimfully.com slash join to learn more and get all the details. And just as a reminder, the doors will be open until March 26th. Welcome to What Is It All For? A podcast designed to help you grow your online business and pursue a spacious, satisfying life at the same time. We're your hosts, Jason and Caroline Zook, and we run Wandering Aimfully, an unboring business coaching program. Every week, we bring you advice and conversations to return you to your most intentional self and to help you examine every aspect of your life and business by asking, what is it all for? Thanks for listening, and now let's get into the show. And I'm here too. (laughs) Cinnamon Lollers Unite. I'm so mad. Laughing, laughing. <clears throat> this is a rem- what's laughing, laughing. Are those emojis? Crying, laughing. Emojis. Are those, em- those emojis? <laughs> you can't just say laughing, laughing to describe emojis. <laughs> yeah, that's my new band name. Laughing, laughing. 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 Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is a review of our lovely podcast from one Chelhet. Yeah. That says Jason and Caroline are a must listen for business owners who want solid advice and affirmations with a bit slash a lot of silliness mixed in. And I just want to reiterate the title, which is. Cinnamon Lollers Unite. Mm. And so, because yeah. we have just one person who has really latched <laughs> onto this name, Jason will never let it, I will never let Jason live it down. And sorry, we're all Cinnamon Lollers now. All right, very important. My Cinnamon Rollers, you know who you are. Oh, stop, Shh. hold on one Shush. second. Huh. My Cinnamon Rollers, I need you to get on Apple Podcasts. I need you we to leave review. We got Rollers and we got Lollers. I need to see the Cinnamon Rollers okay, in our... Re- I, Hold on one second, me? please. I'd like can to have my time. You can. You have you your can. time. You okay, have your you stars. Have the floor. You have Sir, your laughing, you laughing. You have the floor. Cinnamon Rollers, please. For my, my uh, love and heart and tenderness that I have with you, I need you to show up on the reviews and Apple Podcasts. I got to see more Cinnamon Rollers and Cinnamon Lollers. This is so important for my own well-being. It's okay. Not- that's Can my I plea. just defend cinnamon lollers? Okay, because listen, yeah. I love, this is what you need to realize about cinnamon lollers. Maybe I can encourage you to come to my side. Uh-huh. Cinnamon rollers. Yes. I get that it's about cinnamon rolls and that you love them. And that also it's about our collective love of baked goods and yeah. gratitude for the different forms that baked goods come in. One of which is a cinnamon roll, which is delicious. We can all agree. Yeah. Even I, who am not a sweets person, can admit I love mm. a cinnamon roll. Yeah. Okay. Cinnamon rollers, Pause. and then you just no. Excuse Before me. you get to Who rollers, though, uh, but yeah, but I have. Who to, has the floor? I understand, but I get to defend no. my. No, 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 case. no. I'm sorry. <laughs> Objection <laughs> the overruled. The Objection overruled. Okay, you had the floor. Now I have the floor. Okay. 
Cinnamon rollers. Yeah. Okay, that's one meaning, which is we like cinnamon rolls, and we're people, it's so not, we just... It's not, but okay, keep going. Okay. Now, what I like about cinnamon rollers uh -huh. is there's a real second layer that comes What's on top. What's the first layer? Cinnamon rolls. Is the, That's what I'm saying. Follow but, me. Follow but, me here, but Jason. There's, but there's no roll in it. It's a pun. Do you know what puns are? I it's, have heard. Instead of a roll... It's a lol. And so a pun has the ability to have really both meanings. Do you bake so cinnamon, cinnamon lols? Jason, you're not this dumb. You're really not. Oh, I'm not so dumb. I know that. So cinnamon lollers, you have the benefit of being a both a cinnamon roll okay. in, the, in the name mm -hmm. and then also a lol, meaning so much laughter. Laughing, so laughing. So much fun. My new band name, Laughing, Laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I like the double meaning. Okay. I like that it's an added yeah. little double entendre i don't really know what yeah. that means but i think it's similar to that okay and so i'm on board why can't you With get on board rollers. is the prosecution done sure okay now. the defense has a closing argument cinnamon rollers uh as some smaller minded people might think <laughs> is just about the baked good the cinnamon roll what they have neglected to understand that oh, the cinnamon yeah. rollers do uh -huh. is that you're rolling with the punches in life. Okay, you're, hold on, excuse me, hold on a second. Excuse me. Excuse me, this is my closing argument. You're also, so that's the second meaning. The third meaning is you're rolling on the floor laughing. You're a raffle. You're a raffle copter. So as a cinnamon roller, you are three meanings. And if the jury will pay attention closely, I'll reiterate the meanings. One, cinnamon roll, that's baked. Two, cinnamon rolling with the punches. You're just kind of going along with life, kind of like we do on this show. What's it all for? Three, you're a cinnamon roller. You're laughing with us. You're just right there in all the silliness. How do you feel? I feel like you... Oh, the judge is banging his <laughs> gavel. Or her gavel. Or their gavel. I feel like you took uh -huh. my insistence upon a double meeting uh -huh. and you just made shit up is what I feel like. However, uh -huh. I'm okay if that's what you want it to mean going forward. I would just really like some acknowledgement that you would, never would have gotten here <laughs> had we not had the cinnamon lollers. I think that's what I've been thinking the entire time. Well, you've never communicated that to anyone else. I didn't have to make closing arguments. <laughs> now, so worthless. I this love is so it. worthless. Uh, welcome to our podcast. We're Jason and Caroline Zook. We talk about silly things. This week's episode, uh, if you guys haven't already done it, please leave a review for Cinnamon Rollers on the reviews. Uh, but <laughs> you're this week's episode, the metrics is what you're doing. as you already know. If you like Cinnamon Rollers better, you better get in those reviews. <laughs> by clicking the title throughout the entire episode, Cinnamon Rollers, what's up? Uh, <laughs> this one's going to not be so much about business. Uh, not that every episode is kind of like a business thing, but we tend to lean toward business. But this is one, uh, I do a check-in with a lot of our Wandering Aimfully members in Slack, and one of the things that has come up a lot, which is a lot of times how we come up with podcast episodes, is we're hearing from our community like a thread or a pattern of things. One of them was just the anxiety around, quote-unquote, the ending of COVID, which I think all of us at this point understand it's not really ever going to end. Like, we talk right. about this a lot. Like, it's not just going to go one day... COVID's over. Yeah, like, I picture, like, you know, we watch a lot of disaster movies, uh, yeah. if you've listened before on our classic movie nights, and you picture the sort of, like, coming out of the rubble, coming yeah, out of the yeah. tunnel that has collapsed yeah. or whatever, and being, it's the end of the movie, and you're like, woo, we survived, we made it. Like, there's never going to be that moment right. for the pandemic where we all collectively get to emerge and celebrate. Right. And so it's this weird 
trickling out and in, back into whatever the new normal is going to become. Yep. And that can be really anxiety inducing. Which is what I was hearing a lot from our Waymers and what I thought would just be an interesting discussion for us to have because we have talked about it a bunch and we also did 10 episodes of this podcast when the pandemic started last year called The Uncertain Times. And it was kind of our way of really just dealing with the beginning of the pandemic yeah, publicly. It out, yeah, processing, kind of feeling less alone in our emotional roller coaster, I think, that we've all been on the past, you know, And if a podcast months. is nothing else, it is a place to share, kind of like empathize with people and connect. And, connect. And, and I know that you know, I really wish that in a lot of times a podcast was more of a two-way street. You know, you guys right. could immediately send us little audio clips back or whatever. And I know some platforms kind of do that, but like there's just no real great way to do that. But I think for this episode, like our hope is that we can share just some of the things we're feeling, we're thinking, and it may just alleviate some of the anxieties that you have because you're hearing other people that you listen to every week um, talk about this topic in maybe a way that's not so either clinical or that maybe is a little bit less scary or, you know, just some of the unknowns we're getting into and sharing. Yeah. So where do you want to start? Well, Jason, let me open up my notes here. I'll tell the cinnamon rollers they can just wait a second for you. <laughs> so I guess we could just start with this idea that I just sort of mentioned, which is like that there is I th Hello. thoughts and yeah. feelings. I want to start with where I think this uncertainty and anxiety is coming from, which is this idea that when the pandemic started, it was very cut and dry in a lot of ways, right? It was like, we need to flatten the curve. We need to all be inside. We need to do social distancing. Like we were all sort of in this on the same page thing. Now over time, it has become very clear that everyone sort of fell to their level of risk assessment. And you saw, you know, some influencers having like island parties and you had probably friends who were traveling. And then you had people who have stayed inside for an entire year. But I think now that it's really starting to happen with vaccines rolling out and everything, what what I think is so anxiety-inducing is that there are no clear-cut rules anymore. Right. Even when people were sort of like breaking the rules and doing like hangouts and stuff like that because they didn't they weren't scared, you kind of had a clear understanding of like that's not cool, guys. Right. Like you got a social distance, like that's not right. But now it's like now that the risk is much lower, now that the CDC has released guidelines that say, hey, if you're with vaccinated people and you're vaccinated, like you can hang out inside. Without right? masks. Without masks, yeah. which is crazy to think about. And so now that everything feels much more gray, I think that is partially where some of the anxiety comes from because – you, it forces your brain to have to live in that gray space of calculating what your personal risk tolerance is going to be, what your personal rules are going to be, and they're going to look differently. Because for us, we just thought it was easy for a year. We just would stay inside. Right. We haven't eaten out at restaurants. We ha we haven't gone anywhere. Right. We have not gone anywhere. Like, we haven't traveled. A lot of people have like gone into Target or gone into grocery stores or gone like we have not done those things. I would say the most like risky things we've Ikea. done. We did go to Ikea with double masks, and I almost had a panic attack. We talked about that in a previous episode. That one time we went to Ikea, I would say um, we did a staycation with a, with our one couple friends that yep. we've seen this entire pandemic, where we quarantined beforehand, and we were able to be around them. We're also the only people they've been in yeah, exactly. home with. Yeah, we're like actually a bubble. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, so those are the two things that we've yep. done to stay sane. Um, but I would say that, that 
So I would say that we are on the more cautious side of the spectrum for sure. And so it's weird for us now because it's like almost in a weird way being so cautious and being so vocal about our boundaries with like our family and, you know, stuff like that. That was almost easier because it was just like very clear where we stood. Yeah. And now we're coming into this phase where I'm like, okay, once we're fully vaccinated, I don't know, like, what do we feel comfortable doing? Right. I was even thinking like, well, we'll get into this, but we do have a trip planned. And I'm like, I know that we'll be around basically all vaccinated people. But then by that time, I don't know if some of their smaller children will be vaccinated. And so then it's like, do we wear masks all the time around them because those small children are not vaccinated? And yeah. it's like all these like things. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think part of you threw a lot out there. So I want to just like yeah. come back to some of it. I think one of the things to, to realize is someone who's listening to this, that maybe you've been more cautious for the past year as well is that you're just going to have to go at your own pace. And it's not, this is like a classic thing for all parts of life. It really goes to last week's episode as well about the societal pressures, which is, yeah, maybe a lot of other people are like going into restaurants, they're going into smaller group gatherings, they're doing all these things. But if you don't feel comfortable, just don't do those things. Right. And and I think that this is one of those times in life when erring on the side of caution, I'm usually not that person. But there are just so many things that like, I don't want to get covid eating eggs benedict inside of a restaurant you know what i mean like i've said we've said that all along was a joke that a youtuber you know had that it was just like yeah like i that's not how i want to get covid however do i want to go to like our favorite restaurant here in town where they have outdoor seating and their hosts and servers are still gonna be wearing masks and you know all that stuff yeah i'm gonna feel comfortable doing that because that to me is not very risky and people are already doing that who aren't vaccinated and all those things. And I so, think it was Evelyn from the internets, by the way, who yeah. saw that joke I was trying to figure out. Yeah. And, and so that that to me is where it's just to, to figuring out whatever your risk tolerance is for whatever the things that you're doing. And kind of, I just think like slowly allowing yourself to do more and more things and then realizing, okay, I went and did this thing. I was a little bit nervous, you know, okay, I didn't, you know, have any problems. I didn't, like, no one got COVID from that gathering or whatever. So I think that's part of it. I think the other thing we should definitely talk about too, before we go too far forward it's just getting vaccinated in general mm-hmm. because I think that's a big part of this. So Keyword anxiety. Go ahead. Yeah, I think just kind of like summing up the there's never going to be a clear emerge from the tunnel, victorious, you beat the earthquake and <laughs> life will go on moment with COVID. It's just going to be you deciding at what point you feel comfortable emerging back into society and and doing some things that make you feel good. And that is enough. That is perfectly okay for you to figure that out. For sure. Okay, you want to go to anxiety? Oh, I thought you were going to go to Or do you want to go to vaccine? Well, I just wanted to say on that point, as a reminder, or if this is your first time listening to the show, I feel like a lot of times we come from a place of thinking and empathizing with people who have anxiety because I have tremendous anxiety, and so that's kind of like my, my lens on things. But I just want to encourage people to also have compassion for people and how other people's risk tolerances are playing out if, if you see someone who you feel like is being overly cautious, like I've seen a lot of people kind of snarking on that of like, yeah. like a couple of big people on Twitter that I had to unfollow because it's like, it's like they're making fun of people for wanting to still be cautious after yeah. vaccines. And I'm like, hey guys, just so we're all clear, this is not normal what we've all been through. Yeah. For a year, we have trained our brains. We were just talking about this. For a year, my brain has associated human beings with danger. Yeah. That is not normal. I have to work on very slowly untraining that patterned behavior that I have been like 
cultivating over the course of a year. I have kind of like a fun role play thing. I think we could sort this out. Okay. What I'll do is I'll just walk through the house wearing different outfits. Right. And do different accents. Okay, I can. And you can be like, oh, that businessman right there. I'll be like, buy low, sell high. What's good (laughs) with the stocks? Get all the stocks. And you can be like, okay, I'm around a business person. And it's okay. I'm not getting COVID. You know? And then like, I could be like a surfer. I could be like, oh, what's up, bro? Like, gnar waves. Let's go rip a sash. You'd be like, oh, so I'm around a surfer too. And that's fine as well. I'm at the beach. Yeah. Like, don't you think this would be healthy? I should totally do that. Yeah, okay. But to finish my point there, I just want to encourage people to have a little bit of compassion and empathy for people who might be slower to expand their bubble, like you were saying, to give their you know, to give people their own self-compassion of being slow, but also to give other people compassion because it, it can be very anxiety-inducing for people and especially people who have been on a more strict kind of lockdown. Yeah. And to kind of roll that into our experience of getting the vaccine. Oh, before can yeah. we, before that? One thing I'm I am actually nervous of as we emerge from the earthquake and like we have <laughs> beaten it is mask shaming. I think yeah. we're going to go back to a place, especially here in the U.S. I obviously can't speak for other countries around Where the world. Where once the numbers are so low, people who decide to still wear masks in public areas, they're going to be like, stick out like sore thumbs. Not even that, but I think people are verbally going to ridicule them. Mm-hmm. And I think that I can already see this, like, for us when we travel, it's September is when our trip to Florida is planned. I would imagine we probably feel like we're going to wear masks for the majority of our travel. So, oh, like, yeah. in an airport... On the airplane, if we're eating anything, we'll take them off. But, like, you know, wear them for the most part as comfortable as we can be. And I I can already feel in my mind that there's going to be little moments of that that are going to be, it's not required anymore. You know, airlines aren't requiring it. And, like, there's already that right now. But I think that's going to be a thing that we should all just prepare ourselves for as those of us who are going to continue to wear masks, especially in, like, travel environments Mm -hmm. where germs are just abounding. Just like try and put like some armor on, you know, just try and be like, okay, I'm going to wear this mask and I'm protecting myself and other people by wearing it. And if someone makes fun of me, I'm just going to let that roll off my shoulders the best I can and just go like, hey, I'm just trying to protect myself and other people. If you don't want to wear a mask, that's fine. That's it. Like I just move on. It makes me think of like some of my friends who have autoimmune conditions and like they have been wearing masks while they travel for years because it's just a smart thing to do. It's a very easy way for them to make sure that if they're in an area where, you know, they're around a lot of people with different germs that they can protect themselves. And, you know, you just think about people like that with chronic conditions that are not apparent on the surface and like the armor that they've had to wear where before masks were even a thing of, I'm sure the looks that they've been given of like, you know, are you contagious or like, are you sick or I'll even, I'll raise my hand and admit a couple years ago, whenever I saw people wearing masks in an airport, I always thought they were sick. Right. And that I was going to get sick by being There's close to like, them. There's this, like, stigma. Yeah. Instead of just, like, a preemptive and that's precautionary the, that's measure. And that's the dumbest, probably most, like, American-centric, like, other people aren't doing the right thing and I am right. think I'm right way of thinking. And, totally. and I, I remember having a moment where I realized, like, what am I doing? Like, wh- where have I learned this thought that people wearing masks – and it's in the media, right? It's like – Yeah, it's not only media. I will say I think there's a part of it – you know, not to add a a racial layer to it, but I think if we're honest, there's probably another layer to it of that can add complexity to it as a racial layer. So I know when I've seen people wear masks in the airport, usually they're Asian. Most of the time, yeah. So, and so, you know, whether they're Asian American or actually from an Asian culture country. Um, And so I feel like 
this white supremacist belief that is embedded in our culture where it's like quote unquote foreign people are somehow sick or foreign people are somehow you know um bringing diseases diseases. exactly and it's like you have to recognize when you have that even if it's subconscious and it is most of the time it's it's embedded it's because of the messaging that we've seen it's because of these like message and i'm reading a book right now called cast which is incredibly insightful and it traces back the history of all of this and you can see that that there's so much historical context for trying to assign these negative labels to any other racial group other than being white as a means to justify white supremacy as a means to say well this race is the dominant race this race is the more um, clean the more like all of these positive attributes and by assigning negative attributes to other groups and it, it it finds its way into your psyche and so I do think like it's just worth um talking about and acknowledging that some of the mask aversion like I mean I feel like it's extremely smart for Asian cultures to have figured out a long time ago for sure that oh and and we know right that like historically I feel like their culture is much more community driven thinking about other people, thinking about their role in the community. I know that's a generalization, but just culturally. And so it's like, oh, instead of seeing it as like, oh, this person is sick, it's, oh, this person is considerate. Oh, this person is compassionate. Oh, this person is trying to just do something easy in order to protect themselves and other people. But you have to remember that wearing a mask takes away my freedoms. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's talk about vaccines because I, I think there's a lot of stuff we want to cover in here. And, and one of the things we definitely wanted to talk about was just to share our experience getting the vaccine because you may be listening to this and the, your country doesn't have the vaccine rolled out yet. Uh, your, maybe you have appointments coming up and you're really feeling anxious about it. So for us just to really share kind of our experience and what it was like. Yeah. So from my experience, I have just been looking forward to it. I am just yeah. so ready. And I am not normally a like pro-vaccine person. I don't ever get a flu shot. Um, it just It's not for any reason that I like don't believe in it. It's just that I also don't ever get the flu. And, yeah. And plus like you don't live a lifestyle where you're around a lot of people. Frankly. And yeah. And, and that's just for me, like, you know, as a kid, I got all the measles and mumps and all those things because those are very serious, you know, very viral and can cause death. You know, flu is a lot. I know people die from the flu. I don't want to belittle it, but I think a lot of people just get like a flu every year and it's like there's so many strains of it it's very hard to keep up with which is why flu shots are probably important and something we should look into and <laughs> i should look into and start doing i'm just glad that you're going on this journey yeah by yeah, yourself yeah. Right now. i'm just having this journey right now but when it comes to the covid vaccine you know i was just thinking first of all i don't care which one i get you know there's yeah. so much about the efficacy and whatever like all of the vaccines that are available at least here in the u.s their efficacy is higher than any other vaccine that has like ever been created. Right. So that is an important thing to realize. Yeah. I'm just I'm so scared of us saying the wrong like scientific thing. Oh, I, yeah. I don't want to spread misinformation. But totally. But we, we are just as a quick disclaimer. Sure. We are not epidemiologists. We are not vaccine scientists. Everything that we are going to re- talk about yeah. is basically through the lens of our own definitely do your own research. Yada, yada. Also, Important. do you want me to role play being an epidemiologist? I, I, would, I really would not. No, no, not right now. I'm saying you in mean our like house. in our group? To use, oh, no, no. Sure, so sure. in our house, so I can like dress up. Yeah. And I don't have a lab coat, but I'll wear your robe, I figured it would work. <laughs> Same. You know? And I'll just have a clipboard. Lab coats and robes. I don't have can a cl- you imagine if doctors, instead of lab coats, wore robes? robes. Comfy robes? Maybe feel a little bit like softer and yeah. more gentle. Uh, anyway, it's just all that to say, I was just 
I'm just, I was so ready to get our yeah. vaccine appointment. Uh, so we live in California. We had to wait until April 15th. Uh, we got our appointment on the first day that it was available for us. We went and got our first shot just this past week. And I'll let you share your experience. But just from, from me personally, I just kind of told myself, like, millions and millions of people have already gotten the vaccine. Totally. I There have been so few cases of anything going wrong. There are so many, like, I walking outside, I have a better chance of something horribly bad happening to me than getting a thing that might help bring society back to some sense of normalcy. Totally. So, like, give me the little poke in the shoulder. I'll take whatever soreness, headaches come along with it that, that'll happen. Give me my sticker so I can take my photo on the Insta and then move <laughs> forward. And so that was kind of my experience in it. And then I know you had a different experience that you want to share. Yeah, I, I do want to say I was really excited and looking forward to it. Um, in theory. <laughs> I was <laughs> on like, paper? Yeah, yeah, theoretically, absolutely. If this gets me one step closer to not getting COVID and being able to protect the community, like 100%. Now, as an anxious person, when it actually came time and we had made our appointment and as the day got closer, I was so much more nervous. Yeah. And it's just because... A, I don't like freaking shots. I don't yeah. like needles. So you have that, um, you know, kind of the uncertainty of like, oh, is it going to hurt? How, how much is it going to hurt? Whatever. Thankfully, I had just recently gotten my blood taken and that went a lot better than I thought. And yeah. so I felt a little bit like bolstered by yeah. that experience and was like, oh, shoot, like I, I can, can handle, handle it. it. Yeah, yeah, what's up? Um, but also if you're an anxious person, you know, like, and I have struggled specifically with health anxiety. If you don't know what that is, it's just basically like a, a, I don't know how to describe it, like a distrust of your own body and thinking that you're sick when you're not, or, or thinking every symptom that you have, you know, all the aches and pains that you have as just a human being walking around and being like, oh my God, is that a tumor? Is this a whatever? Like I've struggled with that in the past. And so I do a lot better with it now, but, um, hearing of people being like, yeah, some people have side effects from, some people have side effects from the first shots. You know, a lot of people have side effects from the second shot and just the uncertainty of how the vaccine was going to, um, how my body was going to respond to it. That was an anxiety because it's just like, am I going to feel weird? Am I going to feel, I have this like thing of feeling like I'm going to pass out. And so Anyway, I just, I had a lot of thoughts racing through my head. I slept terrible the night before just because it was like on my mind, but I just had to talk myself through it. And I just, um, you know, part of something that helps me is just trying not to let my thoughts spiral. So I would just, when I would notice my thoughts kind of spiraling on it, I would distract myself. I would think about something else. Um, I think anxious people, I have learned my anxiety. We think that thoughts and thinking about something we have this false belief that thinking about something is going to prevent something bad from happening or we think that it's going to somehow prepare us for something bad that's going to happen and the truth is it, it's an illusion of control is mm -hmm. what it is and it actually robs your peace of mind in the present because it doesn't actually help anything and so when I notice my thoughts kind of spiraling I would go oh Caroline it's okay you're anxious you're trying to um, you know, have this illusion of control over something that you don't have control over, recognize that, notice that it's happening and let's divert our attention to something else. And yeah. I would just run through that script like 10 times a day. Um, so anyone who hasn't gotten their vaccine yet, and if you struggle with anxiety, maybe try that. 
And then... Did it help at all having a court jester with you at all times? It did. Okay. It, I will say we went together and then Caleb, who was in our bubble... That's our friend we traveled with. It's literally our only two friends are him and his exactly. wife. Exactly. And again, we're in the same bubble. We do not see other people. For those beings. of you who remember the Wodge Pod, that's Caleb, Caleb of, of Wod- Wodge Pod Wodge fame. Pod fame, yeah. And it really helped having three of us together. Um, I know that that's not feasible for most people, um, but... If you go with your partner or something like that, I think that is helpful. Yeah. That you just feel like you have, like, somebody there. Yeah. Um, and then by the time that we got... It was very well organized, our our site. And you kind of had these checkpoints along the way. But it is weird because it's the most people I've been around yeah. this entire time. Yeah. So everyone was wearing masks, of course. But as I was saying before about your brain feeling like other people are danger, um, you're sort of like... Uh, yeah. it's just a little unsettling being around so many people um and then we went in like a little holding room that felt very disney world where you're a lot in of line, a little queue of lines a little yep. queue of like wraparound lines i got a pro tip for people if they want what's that go buy like 30 cardboard cutouts of life-size humans set them up in your living room in like a queue he's six really feet into apart. the role play yeah, yeah. and then yeah, just like slowly move person to person See how you feels. know and just like pretend that they're all people who are yep. existing it'll, it'll, be great. it'll cost you like probably three thousand dollars but, but very helpful exactly very helpful. <laughs> <laughs> um and then by the time you get up to the front they were like oh i think you could have the option of all sitting down at the same site together right. and then they were like do you need to same be together table. same table yeah. together or separate and then i was really brave and i said separate did yeah. you notice how brave i was you didn't even comment on it well, I didn't notice because they were basically like, oh, we don't have a table for two right now, which is kind of funny. Because yeah. it's like, there are no tables <laughs> table for, for two. two. <laughs> like, oh, I was going to have the filet, but I can wait if it's just going to be a while. Uh, the Pfizer filet. Yeah. At that point, like, I also started to get nervous too. You did? Well, yeah, because this is the first time in one year, 365 plus calendar days, we have been in a room besides Ikea. And so but it just in felt one weird. Room yeah. With a lot of people. Like, Ikea, at least it was like... We were running, like you were sprinting <laughs> through IKEA. So, like God. the amount of I don't like think we told human, IKEA story. we did. We oh, talked we did. about okay, it. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, if we didn't, you can let us know. We can relive it. But I'm pretty sure we did. I would rather not, honestly. <laughs> yeah, we did talk about yeah. it. I'm fairly certain. I don't know what episode it was, but uh, anyway. But being in this room, that's like you know, like a pretty big room with a lot of people. After being in there for a while, I'm like, okay. All these droplets are, I'm, I know I've got a mask on, but like, there's a lot of droplets. There's a lot of droplets. So like, I just wanted to do, when we got to the table setting area and the, you picking, I was like, can we just go? Like, yeah. everyone get their own. Like, let's just go get it done and then we'll be in the waiting area. Yeah. I just didn't even have time to think about what was happening. Yeah. Because I just was like, all right, go time. You know what I mean? It's like, you get up to the front of the line at the roller coaster and you're just like, now it's time to just do it. Yeah. And so I sat down and then my ladies were really nice. And it didn't, I don't even remember the actual feeling of the shot going into my arm. Well, they do a good job of one person is like, I see your ID you. and right, they're right, like right, writing right, right, things right. on cards. And the other person's like, you know, whatever. And then boop, you get your shot. Yeah. So. Yeah. And so then for me, the most kind of anxious feeling was you, we got it from the table and then we went into this like holding area. Yeah. I know some people, some sites are like wait in your car or whatever, but ours was like an auditorium. So yeah. they have chairs that are. Um, spaced out. Also, they're playing literally my favorite genre oh, of music. John it's just Mayer. like adult, yeah. contemporary, yeah. like soft <laughs> guitar music. John yeah. Pl- John Mayer cycled through twice. Yeah. Goo Goo Dolls. Iris yeah. was on as really we Really nailed it for you. I was just like, this is soothing yeah. to me. But yeah. you know they do that on purpose. Yeah. But that was kind of like a weird feeling because now you're just like, what, waiting. what's going to happen? It's the waiting. You know? like, yeah, I don't know another... if I thought it was something crazy yeah. was going to happen, but... I'm really glad that nothing happened to anybody in there either because oh, I think true. that would have like... 
made yeah. you feel like, oh, is that going to happen to me? And again, those reactions are so rare, right? Yeah, totally. So, but, yeah. you know, you you can, just, your brain can think that, yeah. but then you get into the scenario. So anyway, it was helpful that we all, you know, were in a little cluster and yeah. the three of us got to chat and then we sat there for 15 minutes and then immediately my arm started to hurt because I, I, my arm always hurts when I get a shot, when I get yeah. a flu vaccine, when I get, I did the, gar, the HPV vaccine many, many years ago. Um, I just remember my, my arm always hurts. Careful on your mic there. Oh, bud. sorry. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, wow. You're just like flailing your arms around. It's okay. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, that was immediate, but n nothing crazy. And we just got the, sort of like, we got the Pfizer vaccine in case anybody wants to yeah. know, like that's, that's been, that was the one we got. So it's our experience. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I felt the feeling of getting a shot yeah. for like the next hour, but after that, it was pretty much fine. Like maybe just like a tiny bit of soreness. Like I knew where mm -hmm. I had gotten the shot. Mm -hmm. um, oh, I will say that the other thing that was kind of neat in our um, holding area where we sat was there was a QR code on the ground, which is like Sticker. the one-time mm -hmm. QR codes were fantastic. Yeah. And you could open it up. For those of you who don't know, if you have an iPhone, you can just open the camera app and point it at a QR code and it will work. You don't have to take a photo of it or anything. You don't have to download an app. You don't need an app. Like just your photo, your camera app, it scans. Uh, but this was like a little check-in thing. So you do an immediate check-in. It asks you how you're feeling, whatever. And then it'll send, it sent us a text every like 24 hours or Yeah, so hours. that they can have a database of tracking yeah. people's symptoms. I love it. Yeah, yeah so just... that they have data to be like, okay, 75% of people have soreness or whatever, yeah. which is great. So we participated in that. And then... So our timeline from there, you want to go over that? Sure. And so then we had lunch and... We I went. Did. We went into a restaurant because we were fully vaccinated yeah. <laughs> no, and just like party. We did not, guys. <laughs> take out. Um, I felt fine. I will say the one symptom I had from that day, besides my arm being sore, was that I felt more tired. Like I went to bed probably an hour earlier than I normally would. But again, it's hard to tell if that was vaccine related or just the anxiety of the yeah, vaccine related. Totally. You know, and how... you didn't sleep all the night before. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know. It's kind of a culmination. Of everything. And then. Um, again, it's very hard to tell how much of this is placebo and how much of it is actual, but regardless, I share, share it because, you know, I just think it's interesting to hear people's experiences. And if this isn't helpful and if you're like, doesn't make me more anxious, turn it off. It's okay. Oh yeah. Fast forward. We'll probably yeah. talk about other stuff here in a little bit. Exactly. So it's just up to you and what you need. Um, and then I woke up the next morning, arms still kind of hurt. Um, the same as the day before, like it just felt really heavy and whatever. And then I normally work out in the mornings and I gave myself basically the the whole morning not to work out and just to like be cozy, watch some Netflix. I don't know if you remember, but for like an hour, I had like a little bit of a sore scratchy, throat, yeah. it was like a scratchy throat, kind of felt like the beginning of if you were getting a sore throat and then literally an hour later it was gone. Weird. Which is weird. Um, and I just sort of felt off is the best way I can describe it. And then something happened like by noon, I was like, oh, I don't feel off. I feel yeah. fine. I went and worked out. I did you poop? I pooped. Okay, that and was that probably was the it. real that was probably difference it. maker. You know so, when you really have to tip. poop and you get a sore throat. <laughs> <laughs> you know when you poop yourself into a sore throat. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, you don't poop yourself into a sore throat. So you wait too long to poop that you get a sore throat. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a word of caution, guys. Guys, I told you I'm going to be really good at the role playing of all the different like <laughs> scenarios. You know, so uh, yeah. I, I think we skipped over just a little bit of the, oh. I wanted to bring up, so got the shot, a little bit of soreness that night, 
a little bit more sore for everybody, all three yeah, of us. Yeah, all three of us. Um, and then the next morning, and I don't know about you overnight, but like the next morning and throughout the night, it definitely got more sore for me. And I felt like I just got punched in the arm. Is what by I, science. By is science what, is what I said, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so it was like, ooh, yeah, like that, I can feel that. Right. Literally by the end of the day, so about 36 hours later, yep. gone. Yours was gone. Mine was substantially lower by the yeah. end of Saturday. So, you know, 36 hours. Yep. And then by Sunday, it was gone. Yeah. So, yeah, it just was kind of interesting. You know, you have this sensation that's, like, so palpable and and that you can feel it. And then to have it just be gone when you wake up the next morning is, like, so weird. Yeah, it's bizarre. Uh, we have heard with the second shot. My, actually, my mom literally just yesterday got her second oh, shot of Pfizer. Um, and she has a headache today. Mm -hmm. She feels really groggy, very sore arm. And that's kind of what everybody said is the second dose is you get a little bit more symptoms. So, you know, we have our second dose coming up here in two and a half weeks now. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we'll mentally prepare. I think we were fortunate to get our appointments on a Friday. If that's something you can do, we probably, probably recommend it. So you I, have the weekend to just like, I definitely think it was good to have yeah. it on Friday because, and also just not have the pressure, like being able to like take a Saturday and like, yeah. listen, I know everyone's life circumstances are different. Some people work on Saturdays. Some people have kids on Saturdays. Like I get it, but whatever day. Only on Saturdays they have kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, some families. Well, yeah, if, if you're, you're a separate family, yeah. but, I, but, but if you have kids full time in your house, but you pretend that you only have them on Saturday and it's just the rest <laughs> of the week is like, you got to figure this out. Listen, I only parent on Saturdays. If they go to school, probably a lot of parents do feel like that. They're like, oh shoot, Saturday is coming. Yeah. Um, so whatever day is, your best rest day yeah you can kind of do it before then yeah but i'm excited because now we have one down i'm excited to kind of get past the second one i know a better idea of what to expect i feel a little bit like you know braver. What you, yeah, yeah you know what yeah i think for anybody who doesn't know what their kind of like vaccine site is going to be like, like we really didn't have much of an idea mm -hmm. we knew like auditorium and we had to park at a certain place like it wasn't for some people where they just like you're in your car and you just get, mm -hmm. you know, a quick shot. And also, if you haven't been able to get a vaccine yet, I know I, I know I had major vaccine FOMO of starting to see more and more people yeah. get it. Don't worry. Like, yeah. you are going to be able to get it if you want it. Like, don't stress out about it. Um, You know, it's, like, I just, I want to say that as well. Because yeah. I do think now that more people are getting it, like, I do think that can also be a source of anxiety. It's like, oh, my site is all filled up and blah, blah, blah. And just keep asking around. Keep signing up for all the sites that tell you. Yeah. Um, that's how we, you know, a friend sent us a link, which is how we got into our site. So. All right. So let's talk about post vaccine life and what, yeah. what we're kind of thinking for that. Before we do that, I want to give a shout out to Dr. Jessica because she is basically where we get like all of our, how are we feeling about the vaccines? How are we feeling about getting towards herd immunity? Um, what new science is coming out about booster shots? Like all those things. What is her Instagram handle? It's Jessica Malati, M-A-L-A-T-Y. Rivera, R-I-V-E-R-A, and she is an infectious disease epidemiologist, um, and she started the COVID tracking project last year, and she's just incredibly generous with her time and knowledge in debunking. She does, like, Q&As, like, all the time of debunking certain misinformation about vaccines. She kind of parses through the data, tells you you know, what's safe, what's not. If you have just like questions that you're afraid to ask yep. anyone, like I saw one that was like, oh, can I take my regular vitamin supplements after I get the vaccine? I was like, oh, shit, I didn't even think about that. Yep. But, you know, stuff like that. So she's just so relatable and she's so helpful and she's really good at debunking all of the like 
things that people read and their local news media that like blows something out of proportion that has no bearing for, you know, actually being news. So really good follow. Repeat her name again for everybody. Jessica Malati Rivera. Cool. And then, yeah, give her a follow. So let's talk about post-vaccine life. What okay. are you getting into? Just looking at Jessica. Oh, okay. She's beautiful. Yeah, she's great. You've got Fauci and you've got Jessica. Like, those are our <laughs> two trusted uh, saviors when it comes to COVID. All right, so what are we going to do uh, post-vaccine life? What's our plan? I want to go to Coachella, obviously. <laughs> uh, Disneyland, Disney World. I want to hit all the theme parks. Okay, I want to touch know, everything. You know one thing that I'm really looking forward to? Yeah. And that's getting my hair done. Yes. Okay, Me too. first of all, don't say it that <laughs> emphatically. I have not gotten Just so you guys know I'm done. kidding about Coachella and Disney, and yeah, I'm not interested at all in large groups. Um, I, the last time that I went into a salon and got my hair done was January of 2020. Yeah. And so I love that uh, as a silver lining, you know, my hair has really grown, mm-hmm. and it's long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, it's grown. It's certainly grown. Yeah. But I'm just excited to, like, have that experience of... Mm, just getting I just think it feels nice to yeah. get, go to a salon and get a new look now my question to you is if your salonist your stylist Good your job. hair Good stylist job. if she's vaccinated as well are yeah. you gonna wear a mask if you're both vaccinated or yeah I think so okay for me personally I just think like knowing that they're not that the vaccines do not mean that you're not going to catch covid and knowing that she see like it's the type of business where she's seeing people on right. a regular basis like i would just still ask yeah her i was just curious yeah, yeah. Uh, you know i think those are the discussions that we're going to have a lot of like oh we want to go do this thing scratching my head should we wear masks yeah. you know it's just trying to figure out cuz i think for me part of this is I, I also just don't breathe well with a mask on. And I and it doesn't bother me at all. Right. So that's a different place that so we So like come even from. going on walks, right. sorry to interrupt your hair. Okay. I know your hair journey hey. is so important hey, for everybody. I understand. But like for me, I'm excited for our daily walk to not wear a mask right. after we're fully vaccinated because I want to breathe fresh air, not through a mask. Yeah. We're outside. We literally walk past like three people the entire walk. And from a distance. From six, a di- and, six and feet we, apart. we go around them all the time. Um, and so I think, you know, for those things for us, like we're really going to have to just figure out what that looks like. And and I think there's just going to be, you know, just trying to like have conversations about how safe we feel or, or whatever. But anyway, I'm so sorry. I did not mean to derail okay. your salon stist uh, that, appointment okay. that you're going to have. That's okay. I'm very excited about that. Um, yeah, and I think it's interesting to point out that, like, you do have a hard time breathing in a mask, so, but you do it anyway, obviously, but it's yeah. just, it's not, it's not your favorite. I put on a mask and I forget I'm wearing it. Yeah. Like, it's not, except for my glasses fog up, so I have to put them on my head, but, um, you know, it doesn't inhibit me, so, so also I think that affects people's decisions too, because it's like, in the future, if it doesn't bother me, I, my whole thing is like, why not err on the side of caution, yeah. you know what I mean? One of the things I'm thinking about is like, going to the grocery store. Like, what are you doing with your arm there, bud? Um, but you're inside. Yeah, I know. That's a lot of people. Yeah, that's where I'm trying to think through it. Like, yeah, yeah that I seems would go, like a ding grocery store mask. Okay. Um, outside walking where we, you know, pass three people and we're socially distant. No. Mask could stay in my pocket. Yes. But in case I need it, I'm gonna have it in my pocket. In case like a a parade of people comes <laughs> yeah, up behind yeah. you. Yeah. For sure. Keep it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, great. I hope this is interesting to you guys of like how we navigate these decisions. I don't know if it is. I don't know if some people at home are like, these yahoos are so risk, but that's like the thing. so scared. And then I don't know if some people are like, I can't believe you yeah. would even but here's consider the thing. going here's on a walk without a mask. I know is that there are at least like seven people uh-huh. of our nine listeners of course. that are waymers that I have talked to who are like, I'm so excited to hear you guys chat about this because- okay. 
they just like hearing other normal people talk about how they're going about normal lives. Okay. And I know that you sometimes, like, we'll have these conversations and we'll stop recording and be like, I don't think anyone's going to care about that. <laughs> and I'm like, what you forget is that, like, this is the type of stuff you like to listen to from other people. True. So it's just, for some reason, you, maybe it's just me, you find me boring because you talk to me all day long. That's probably part of it. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to the. I'm not going to say it's not part of it. Let's Jason. get back to the things that we're thinking about doing. Because okay, so I just, top I just, of my list is yeah, hair. So hair. getting your hair stylist. Second on my You're list. You're not doing that. Let's call what? all these things after fully vaccinated. Oh, two weeks after yeah. our second shot. Got it. Whenever the window yeah, is. Just to clear that up. Yeah. Second on my list, outdoor dining, dining at our favorite restaurant. At our favorite restaurant. Yeah. I. Now, do we miss. have? Does your hair have to be done for that? I would prefer it to be done before that. Okay, can you make because your hair appointment? Can you make your hair appointment for exactly two weeks after our I first will, shot so that I, I can make the yes, dinner appointment for that night? Yes, I will. <laughs> because you know what I have missed is yeah. like just getting dressed up and feeling cute. Yeah. And going to a restaurant and having a date with my cute hubsters. You don't want to talk to on a podcast and well, feels, feels boring. Well, I, I do request that you don't speak. Can I tell you what I'm? I've really missed for the past what? year a hot plate of food. <laughs> From a chef, eaten the way that they wanted me to eat Not it. Not out of a plastic aluminum and or, or aluminum plastic container. Or biodegradable container. Oh my gosh! Like, I, it's so funny to a think plate about this. Of food, imagine. It's so funny. To, like, a I know glass so many people. Of wine at a restaurant. I know imagine. so many people who are listening are like, guys, I've been eating outdoors and like it's been perfectly safe. Good for you. We love uh, you. By all means, Great. so glad that you feel comfortable. We just did not. When we get to do that, I'm just so I'm just gonna be like, whoa, you just made this oh and God. I can eat it. Do I have to take it home and microwave it? Like, do I have to run home right now? Does this come with instructions? Yeah. Where are the, like, seven minutes at 3.50? I'm supposed to see this. <laughs> do and then still get my mushy? dasher? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's definitely uh, eating in our favorite restaurant. Those are restaurant. my two things. Um, yeah, I don't think there's anything. I, I It's going to sound really silly. I want to go to the grocery store again. Like, I miss I going to the grocery store and, like, having a podcast in one ear and just, like, going around and, like, picking out some fun things to eat. Like, we've been living the Instacart You love an life. impulse buy, and you haven't had... I love you an have not been able to do an year, impulse buy. I have not had a single, like... You have not bought a checkout brownie or a checkout muffin. <laughs> that's not true. Our local coffee shop has a nice little pastry... Okay, that's fine. Uh, desk You've gotten a little bit of an impulse from. buy. But you love, like, a checkout... Oh, not a checkout at the grocery store. I'm actually not a checkout person. I love a chip aisle. Babe, I love you. You... At the Absol- grocery store? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. When was the last time you went to the grocery store? The last time that you had an impulse buy at the grocery <laughs> store. Okay. I'm okay, much I more remember of a... so distinctly, like, is it a muffin? Yeah, throw it in the cart. Is it a cookie? So is it a large cookie? Okay, so that's throw when we went cart. to Sprouts two years ago, by the way, <laughs> when we were going to Fraser Farms, which is just me going to the grocery store all the time because you didn't want to go because you had binocular vision and it, you didn't like going to that's the grocery right. store because it didn't make you feel good. The chip aisle is what gets me. Okay. Because I'm like, ooh, there's ooh, another gluten-free ooh. type of thing. Ooh, there's another cheese puff that's not made with cheese. Ooh, like I can, you yeah. know, like, whoa, I'll try those things. And I come home with like 33 bags of different things. Yeah. I'm excited to get 33 bags of something. Great. Is what I'm can't saying. wait for our um, health and or bank account. Before we get to our trip that we've planned to go see family, uh, which I think is probably like that and then maybe Europe slash abroad next year. Um, what are some things we're not going to do? I think oh. it'd be interesting to share. One of the things we used to do a lot was go to the movies. I would imagine yeah, I don't think we'll do that. probably still not going to feel real safe going to movies. Although, I don't know. I don't know why we wouldn't. But again, like, nothing else that we're thinking about doing is really, like, sitting inside for three hours. Except for getting your hair done. I mean, that's that's like a tiny movie theater without a movie, to be honest. Hmm. It's kind of the same thing. With a person breathing on you. <laughs> Very close. Yeah. 
I don't know. We'll talk about movies. Yeah. But also, yeah, I do miss a movie, but also we've adapted quite well to just, like, watching movies at home. So yeah. I think that's why it's not on my list. Um, but, yeah, that's, see, like, that's an interesting one, right? Like, yeah. uh, you know, I, I love movies. I love going to the movie theater. I love popcorn and, like, candy and, like, having that experience once a month or however often. But, like you, I've also gotten very used to just doing it on the couch where I'm comfortable. And, like, no one's coughing in my ear yeah. when I'm watching the movie, so. Honestly, this is one that's not that exciting, but it's just, it is what it is. Like, we really put off all of our, like, doctor's appointments and yeah. things last year. Just because we, especially, like, in the fall and winter when things were really spiking, I was just like, mm, I'll wait a couple months. And now I feel like it's catching up with me. And so we've kind of started that already. We're calling April the month of health. Yeah. But, like, it's definitely, I have more doctor's appointments, just regular checkups and things yeah. like that that I want to do. We've got um, one today. Once that one's done, we're going to book today, then the dentist. dentist. Yeah, it's you know, just like, that. Yeah. yeah. So um, that's on the list. And things that I won't do. I mean, we never really went to concerts. Yeah. I guess, I mean, really for us, it's like, when do you think you'll feel comfortable eating inside a restaurant? Because some restaurants don't have outdoor dining. Oof. I wish you guys could see her face. I, I really threw her for a loop. I don't know. And also, I want to say, like, there's a big difference between something theoretically and something in practice. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I can say I want to get my hair done theoretically, but when it comes time to be around another human being, are you gonna it's, feel just, comfortable? it's so weird to do the mental flip of like one day you're 100% vulnerable yeah, and then two shots later, you're quite a bit less vulnerable. Science. Science. Yeah. But that's a weird mental shift to make in like a month's time. Um, I'm, having, we... I'm having like phantom shot pain right now. <laughs> just thinking about it. Like my arm definitely doesn't hurt, but because I'm thinking about yeah. where I got the shot, I'm like, Oh, I bet we could find someone on Craigslist who could come over and pretend to be a salon for you. <laughs> you are really into the role play into the role. Play. I think it would help. It just, you know, it just like leads you into all the different environments. Anyway. All right. Let's talk about our Florida trip and then potentially traveling abroad next year. So I talked us into booking a trip to Florida to see all of our family and friends for basically three weeks, end of September, October. Uh, this is actually before we even had a vaccine appointment. But my assumption is that travel, as vaccines roll out more, travel is going to go through the roof, especially in here in cost. the U.S. Costs going to go through the roof. Uh, available bookings, like so flights we, are going to get full. We kind of felt confident that, okay, in, in four or five months' time, we'll be able we'll be fully vaccinated so let's just go ahead and book the trip yeah that felt weird yeah it absolutely did but also like i have ticket. not we have not seen our families in by the time we see them we won't have seen them in almost two years almost two years yeah uh and so yeah we have that trip booked and we that's going to be a lot of feeling it out too right of like we already said we're going to wear masks in the airport on the airplane uh but we rented all airbnbs we didn't rent any hotels so like that'll feel comfortable because we don't have to be around that environment but you know, like you said, we've got family who have little ones. Like, you know, are we going to wear a mask? Like, if all of the family members are vaccinated, then do we feel comfortable not wearing masks? Because, you know, especially if we're going to have a meal. Like, that's the thing that always comes back to is, like, most of the things we're doing with family is having meals. You can't eat a meal through a mask. So right. it's like, what's the point in not wearing a mask for the entire time that well, you're... Well, my thought on that is we've seen that the data shows that Here it we go matters. again with science. It matters the amount of time that you're exposed. The viral load. Exactly. Yeah. So my thought with, 
you know, meals versus being masked the rest of the time is like your exposure would be less time because you would only be exposed during the meal. I think this is something, and I, the reason I bring this up and that we don't have a distinct answer is like, we're going to learn more the next couple months. And I think the more that we okay. learn about like vac vaccinated people, hang out with families, with little ones, and like, are there any of them getting it, you know, infected with COVID or, or anything like that? Um, that'll help us, I think, really determine. Well, and the crazy thing is I'm like, a lot of these kids, you know, have gone back to daycare, back right. to school and they haven't gotten it. So yeah. it's like, that's kind of why, I mean, I'm sure some kids have, yeah. but I just mean like in our immediate family. But I think for this trip specifically, as we start to look to these things, it's like, as we get closer, we'll just keep paying attention to the data and then we'll just make the decision that we feel the most comfortable with. And then just be very upfront with our family members of, mm -hmm. Hey, we're going to feel the most comfortable if we're wearing masks. And if that makes you feel weird or bad or whatever, like let us know ahead of time. So we can just sort that out. Cause mm -hmm. what we don't want to have is the, like, it's taken two years until we've seen you it's all this effort for us to fly across the country and like get to see you. And then like we have this weird, awkward thing with masks and not masks. Right. And so just trying to curb some of those discussions ahead of time is all I'm saying to do. Absolutely. I'm so sorry I'm boring you with You're this not. conversation. She's gone. <laughs> uh, so that's kind of our Florida trip. So we're looking forward to family. And yep. then one thing that we are starting to kind of like get the gears turning again, if you picture like those giant clock gears and like a big tower that are like rusted shut because of COVID, <laughs> uh, they're starting to like... You know, just like <laughs> turn uh, is living abroad for a year. Mm -hmm. And that was our plan for this year. Obviously, it didn't happen. Yep. But for next year, I think we've got our eye starting to look at January mm -hmm. as our potential departure. And we don't know where we're going to go yet. We don't know what our plans are. Again, this is all pending on if travel is even allowed. Yeah. And they're, they're absolutely will. And I, so I think there's like different levels to our travel, right? Like our dream travel would just be like, we could go anywhere. Mm -hmm. But by that time, and maybe it's not even by that time, maybe it's by like August or whenever we would book the ticket. It's okay. We can go here, here, and here for these three months. Mm -hmm. And we kind of know we can do that. And that's as much as we can plan right now. It's as much as kind of like we're allowed to do. Mm -hmm. Maybe you know, we just do maybe that. Maybe that's it. You yeah. know, that, that's kind of I all we, we can. We both have agreed, though, that like we're we're not down to like wait for the perfect. Because there's just not going there's to just be. Not gonna we're be... not going to emerge from the tunnel, the earthquake and like. Yeah. And like, travel again. you know, it could very well end up that like we it could be a whole nother year before all of countries are open and that, you know, I don't know how that's yeah. going to work. Um, So I just think that we're going to as much as we possibly can try to make this trip happen in January. Yeah. Yeah. And, and our, our goal would be to really just have a lot of conversations about what looks, uh, you know, safe to crazy. us. We, yeah. What, uh, what are we trying to get out of this? Because that's the other thing we really want this trip to be something we're experiencing cultures. Like we're not just trying to go and like bucket list travel to like Paris and other things. It's like, no, we want to go to like a small town outside I have of Paris. Like a coffee and, like, shop. Yeah. I want to have like, you know, a coffee shop in Amsterdam where they know my name. And Is I... it just coffee shops? Because you said coffee shop twice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just, now that I think about it, it's really just about coffee shops. Yeah. I just uh, mean like, you know, that to, to us, like a coffee shop is such a way of feeling like you're installed in, in, yeah. in a local community. Um, and yeah. And, and I think for us too, it's like, what I was saying is we're not interested in Rome. We're not interested in Paris. We're not interested in these big cities. We want to go to the smaller cities where you just really get immersed in the culture and mm -hmm. you really just feel like, oh, I'm living daily life just like a local. What does that feel like? What mm -hmm. is it What is it like to live in these different places? Like, yeah, we might go do a day trip to a bigger city, but that's just not us and what we care about. Right. Um, unless there's like an amazing restaurant, then maybe we'll check it out. Right. Uh, but yeah, Food, that's... Food, coffee, culture. Yeah. 
that's it. I think we'll start talking a lot more about our travel plans for 2022 as we get a little bit further into this year. And we're going to keep this podcast going. So Because we got the minimal audio set up. We got the minimal audio set up. So if you are interested in seeing how that goes... Keep listening. <laughs> wow, you really <laughs> for the next two years. <laughs> uh, that was a good. That was a really good cliffhanger. Yeah. Which is a good segue into compelling. cliffhanger, which is classic movie nights, which we watched a couple weeks ago. But we have a little addendum Guys, as we try to talk about. I want to. I just need to say this. Because there were a couple of weeks where I really was telling you guys that I think I had become a Sylvester Stallone fan. Yeah. Um, I We had watched a couple of his late career movies. Yeah. I really enjoyed his acting. We have since found out that Sly um, has purchased a membership to Mar-a-Lago. And maybe his, you know, his uh, alliances are not aligned with the things that we believe and it's not about having different political beliefs. Everyone can have different political beliefs. It's about aligning yourself with someone who is harmful and has demonstrated to be harmful over and over and over again. And we're not going to support that person with our dollars. Yeah. So I just want to officially say that we will not be watching any more Sly Stallone movies. Yeah. And that I, you know, I stand by my opinions of his acting work and in an isolated vacuum. But we don't exist in an isolated vacuum. And every person that we support and every piece of art that we support has a ripple effect. And so moving forward, no nay, more Sly movies. Nay on the Sly. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those things where you just, when you vote with your dollars, as we try and do so much, you just go, all right, well, there's a lot of other movies out there. Yeah. And like, we'll just move those dollars, the $3.99 we'd be spending to someone else. But that matters to us. So yeah. that's why we're doing it. And that's why we're sharing it here is because we've talked about a couple of his movies. We were like excited about it. Then this news came out and we're like, okay. Not yeah. Anymore. And truthfully, like everyone has to make choices and I'm not, I, I think you know by now that we don't come on here to like cancel anybody. But I also think that I would hate for someone to listen to those like podcasts where I talk about that and think that I align with those right. policies, those words that we have used to describe people those allegiances i yeah. don't yeah we don't so. all right so let's talk about our two movies that we did watch okay. which were uh follow up on last episode we had a second volcano movie which we alluded to last week uh and then we had uh another movie which was kind of like sprung in the mix at the end yeah uh, last minute so we watched dante's peak uh-huh and entrapment and if you recall from those of you who heard about a volcano i had seen volcano multiple times yeah. apparently of the 1997 volcano <laughs> blockbusters they both came out the same year i chose volcano i had never seen dante's peak yeah. all i knew was that it came out around the same time and that it was about a volcano yeah and volcanoes just had a really big year 1997 that's it though and so i just knew nothing about the plot or anything all i knew was volcano I can't tell you guys. This is a completely different flavor of a volcano. Oh, movie. absolutely! They are so great to watch back to back because it's just it's a it's a marvel of cinema. Yeah, you can have basically the same central like idea. Yeah, let's just say a volcano movie, and then you can explore it in two completely different ways. Volcano is much more the action uh, kind of disaster, a classic action disaster movie. Yeah, Dante's Peak, however, much more drama, much yeah. more character development. You don't see the villain, the volcano, and any of its lava for an hour oh of Dante's gosh. Yeah, Peak. it's all buildup. Volcano, you get lava in like 20 minutes. True. Yeah, you're just like getting thrown into it. Uh, do you? Do we decide on what your favorite was between the two? 
I think I have to say Dante's Peak. I think you would too. You're more of it's like more a slow, drama story. Thriller story. Yeah. Even though Don Cheadle twists. from Volcano. Okay, yeah. Oof. With the exception of Don Cheadle from Volcano yeah. because he was just a fantastic actor. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who listened to last week's episode about this, you'll know that we mentioned uh, Don Cheadle's movie Rebound. That movie is only available on actual DVD. So yeah. we may have and to purchase $50. it. <laughs> I'm not going to buy it for $50. I love you, Don Cheadle. I'm not doing it. And this is my theory. Because it was not on any streaming services. Not and a were single like, one. Yeah. What happened? And then I realized it's based on a real person. Yeah. Earl the Goat Manigault. Earl the Goat Manigault. And I'm, so I'm wondering if maybe like they, he didn't, or the, you know, his estate. I don't know. Is he alive? No. Oh, okay. No. His, I didn't know what time the time I know, period. I know. So maybe his estate like wouldn't release the rights to the movie right. or whatever. Whatever, yeah. And so that's my theory. Do you think that's a good theory? Uh, sure. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, anyway, back to Dante's Peak. Pierce Brosnan. Uh, what's her name? Sarah oh, Connor. Sarah Connor. Uh, what's the actress's name? We're not name? sure. Sarah Connor. Uh, Sarah Connor from, from Terminator. Terminator. Uh, she's trying to terminate this volcano, <laughs> and she doesn't, just so no, you're aware. It's uh, so great. It's it's really well done. It is, it is like you said, a very different flavor of volcano movie. Yeah. It's set in this, like, tiny town, I think in, like, Wyoming or something like that. And it's just the juxtaposition between Oregon, it. Oregon. Because remember, wasn't there a whole thing about, like, Mount St. Helens? Yeah, possibly. The, the juxtaposition of it... In like Oregon in the wilderness versus volcano in the, the city, city in, in LA. LA. It's so yeah. interesting Compare the way and that the two stories that they both came out the same year is incredible. And also, um, now we know that Dante's Peak came out a couple of weeks before they like rushed it to right. get it out. Right. And it, I think it made more money than Volcano. And we were like, wow, for how much money it cost to make Volcano, we were surprised it didn't do as Can well. Can you look that up? Because now I want to know at the box the, office. The comparison. And I'm thinking that it was because they rushed to get it out, and so Dante's Peak really. I mean, if you're seeing what, if you're paying to, you know, the exorbitant prices at the movie theater to go see one volcano movie, I don't think you're going to. I don't think you're going to see two volcano movies in the same year. It is a real, I think it's a real interesting thing in Hollywood of like, you got to beat the other volcano movie. Like, just wait a year. Like, literally push it back a yeah. year so you can grab the volcano interest. Um, Dante's Peak, the budget was $116 million, which so is the, high for the 97. The budget for Volcano, I think, was like $70 million. Okay, just wait. Yeah. $116 million was the budget for Dante's Peak. The worldwide gross was $178 million. So we, we profited. Like, we profited. But uh, we, you know, it wasn't like a blockbuster win of a movie. And now for Volcano. And so in, and then Volcano, again, $90 million was the budget. So $26 million and, less. But the worldwide gross was $122 million. So the, so the first, profit was the, quite a bit lower. The first one to get to the market. The first to market really won. It's a real business you know, metaphor there, guys. you got to get because, your... Because honestly, on its face, Volcano is much more the blockbuster. For sure. Dante's Peak is a drama. It's a good yeah. rentable. Yeah. So anyway, wow. to finish wow. up Dante's Peak, 100% recommend. Your rating of it? Oh, I think 8. I think it was an 8 for me. I think it was higher than an eight. No, babe, nothing gets higher than an eight unless it's Fugitive. the Fugitive, Speed, Titanic. These are Braveheart. Yeah. These are the four. Yeah. Uh, okay, so an eight for you, for Dante's Peak for me. I think my pick would be Volcano of mm -hmm, the two of them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think, I don't remember what I gave uh, Volcano last week. I want to say I gave it like 7.5. I would say Dante's Peak is like a seven or a six and a half for me. Yeah. Uh, only because like it's a little slow at times, which you know is. Like oh, yeah. Thing. You 
for sure are the volcano of our relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I am for sure the Dante's Peak of our relationship. That is a... Right in, you guys. Yeah. Are you the Dante's Peak or the volcano in your relationship? If you listen this far, then you're the type of person who should write in and let us yeah. know how that works out in your household. Who's the Dante's Peak and who's the volcano? All right. Entrapment. Entrapment so, was our second pick. This movie came out in 99, I believe. Ish. Because it was about Y2K. It wasn't about Y2K, but Y2K was definitely a plot. part of yeah. the plot. Uh, it was not about Y2K. It was part of it. Uh, this featured Catherine Zeta-Jones mm-hmm. and Sean Connery. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I hadn't seen a Sean Connery. Oh, nice. <laughs> Bolt the door if you're coming in. <laughs> Baby, your Sean Connery's so good. Really? Yeah, give me a line. Let me try. Okay. Bolt the door if you're coming in. Yeah. Kinda? That's okay. Okay, yeah. it's not great. It's not great. Give me your Catherine Zeta-Jones. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she has that, like, whisper, sultry thing. She really does, yeah. Um, so she was how old in this movie? Sean. This is the this is the big <laughs> uh, this is the big thing for this movie. So Catherine D. Jones was like, well, okay. So wait, let me let me set this up. The movie itself. We start watching the movie. I've never seen it. Right. If we start watching the movie, and I I'm saw like, it once twenty years ago, and I'm like, hold on a second. Wait, I'm like, are they? Wait, there start to be some chem, chem, some chemistry between yeah. the two of them, and I'm like, wait, hold on a second. Is this like a rom a romance? Like, are they gonna get together? And you're like, yeah, and. And, like, I start thinking about it, and I'm like, Sean Connery's legit, like, 78, 80 in this movie. Yeah. Which is, there's nothing wrong with being that age, but just Catherine Zeta-Jones is, like, 30 in this yeah. movie, 29. Yeah. And I'm like, again, age is nothing but a number. But if you flip that script and you think of an 80-year-old woman and a 29-year-old man. This is, like, Helen Mirren and Chris Hemsworth. Right. Would that be an equivalent? I think so. Okay. But even Chris, not even Chris Hesenthorth because he's older now. It would be like Helen Mirren and like who, like T- Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. And you'd be like, oh. Yeah, um, the age difference was 39 years between them. Right. And, and so it's like. It's apparent. Yeah. And so I was kind of scratching my head because I was just like, hold on. This would never fly if it was reversed, which I think is a good mental exercise just to be like, is there sexism at play? Right. Yes. And then we look up the trivia and it's like. Known as like the seminal case of a of sexism yeah. and age in the movies because yeah. this pairing would just never fly if it was if the uh, sexes were reversed. Yeah, and so that was interesting just as a yeah cultural th- thing to pay attention to. If you uh, are okay with watching a movie and just like separating that out, because luckily there's not like a no, super romantic love scene. Just spoiler alert, well, which is kind of yeah, nice. and it's not like it's not it's not like. I can't. I can't think of any moments in the movie that are like overtly. There's like sexist. one. Yeah, and there's all. There's like one part of the movie where you're like, mm, are you guys. I gonna? guess actually, and now that I'm like, thinking about it, it is a little bit sexist because it's like she's very much treated. I mean, it's hard to know what is due to sex and what is due to age because, but she's very much treated as like, oh, you couldn't possibly For be sure. this thief yeah. when it's like me, the man of like, yeah. of course, I'm the accomplished one. Yeah, anyway. but that's just like the trope of like you know the <laughs> culture of all culture exactly yeah uh but i will say it it's a fun movie it's a heist movie Catherine zeta jones's character uh has an iconic scene that you've probably seen in some gifs or some clips of her avoiding lasers and yeah. training for lasers i do uh, love a heist movie yeah i will say i wanted just to mention my like uh 22 year old self who saw this movie yeah with her and i remember that scene being like skin tight clothing right you were like whoa so sexual i watch it back now and you're like very loose fitting yoga pants (laughs) not really that sexual like 
I've watched yoga videos on yeah, YouTube. Although I that think are the way that they like marketed it was sure. was how you internalized it. And I just it's just a funny aside of like what your brain thinks. Yeah. Oh, totally. The memory is of that, and then you watch it back, and you're like. Huh, huh. Interesting. That's not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's a it's a fun movie. Uh, if you can, if you're okay with watching that kind of like dynamic, age dynamic, and that thing, I'm not sure that we would ever watch it again. I'm not sure. Would you recommend it was someone okay. to watch it? Yeah. No, it was it was okay. Like yeah. it's not like I'm not. It's not so problematic throughout that you're like, ugh, don't watch that. It's just bad. It's more of just like old man Sean Connery, young vivacious Catherine Zeta Jones. You could have just dealt with you guys having no physical relationship, and it would have been fine throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Like, if you just played the, like, apprentice master type of dynamic that's in so many different movies, that would have been fine. And then she, like, pushes back against it. Would mm-hmm. have been, you know, a little bit more pushback would have been nice. I'm, I was just thinking, like, I don't know. It, it's weird, because now I'm having this debate with myself where I'm like, well... Who, who are we to say, like, that any age dynamic... What, but it's that's not what it's about. It's not about the age dynamic. It's about presenting the age dynamic in a way where the the movie is clearly telling the audience this man is desirable right. and a woman of his age would not be desirable. So right. it's not so much the the cha- the difference in age as it is the pigeonholing of what Hollywood deems as desirable and that not being equal between men and women. Yeah. I just want to make very clear about what Sure, make clear well, because I also like to make it clear to myself. I'm like, what is it that yeah. I, that I reject about this? Yeah. You know, uh, which again, we've talked about this. Like, it's really interesting and fascinating to almost as a practice of what you are learning and updating about culture in real time in 2021. Yeah. All of these new things that we're learning about sexist tropes, all these new things that we're learning about feminism, all these new things we're learning about, um, you know, after the Me Too movement, all these new things we're learning about anti-racism, about stereotypes, about tokenizing people, like all of these things, and then kind of flexing those muscles by watching these movies and saying, hey, how does this read differently now that I have this updated information? How would I, as a filmmaker, have done this differently so that it would be not problematic? Like, that is actually a cultural exercise that I enjoy. Yeah, for a sure. A critical exercise that I enjoy. Yeah. I, I almost get nervous watching some of these movies. That's why we haven't watched, like, any comedies from that era, oh, really. God. Because you just know that, like, the jokes are going to be awful. And yeah. they're going to be very, like, homophobic. And very just homophobic. So much of that. Like, old school. Like, we're not going to watch old school again because literally the first line in the movie is a homophobic thing. Yeah. So it's, like, just not even, like, don't even do that. But it is interesting to pick these movies, like, heist movies and disaster movies where you're not going to have a lot of those problematic things. But to still see that there are problematic things in them. Yeah. And hopefully that we've evolved. Like, I'm really curious if we watch, uh, like, Skyscraper with uh, The Rock Even 20 like five, years from now. Oh, you mean watching it 20 years from now. Is that going to have the same problematic issues or that any we problematic issues? Well, exactly. this is what I tell you all the time is I'm like, what you know, we think as a society that we're moving forward and that we're becoming aware of all these things now. But I'm sure there are still these wild things under the surface or things that we're okay with normalizing now that 20 years from now we're going to see weren't okay. And so you just try to get a jump on that and you're like, yeah, you know, which I think is important. It's as important to think about what you did in the past that maybe you wouldn't, wouldn't do again as it is to take a look at your behavior in the present and go, well, why am I doing this? Who is this potentially harming? Yeah. Like all of those things. Like the rock is harming a lot of buildings. 
<laughs> exactly. Those buildings have feelings. We're going to find out that cement has feelings. Oh, God. Uh, all right. I think that'll wrap up this episode. We appreciate you sending rollers uh, listening in for this <laughs> this long. My cinnamon rollers. I really do hope the conversation about COVID and post-vaccine life, life and trying to like emerge out of this with some semblance of normalcy was helpful to hear us talk about. We'd love to hear from you guys. If it was helpful, send us an email, hello at wanderinginfo.com. As of right this moment recording this, pretty much like the month of May, end of April, we're going to be on a little bit of an Instagram break. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you're sending us DMs about the podcast, we're probably not going to see them because we're just trying to take some breaks from social and, you know, just take care of the old mental health. So send us an email, hello at wanderinginfo.com. Or... As we've said, use the Apple Podcast reviews as your comment box. You know, just leave a comment. Yeah, why Talk not? about the triple meaning of cinnamon roller and how beneficial and how it is to your life. how much you love being a cinnamon roller because lols. Right, because cinnamon rolls. Because yeah. the double entendre. I really, I didn't have a cinnamon roll today as a recording. So like, I really need one. Okay. Yeah. All right. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.